0: Every year, when I was living in America, I would spend my Tishabov in Eish Kodesh in Woodmere, by Meshe Weinberger Schlito And every year he would begin his Tishabov Shmuz with the same words, with a krechts, with a cry, he would say, Nach Tishabav, Nach Tishabav, which means another Tishabav, another Tishabov. as if to ask, How did we get here? How did we get here again? And for me, to hear of Weinberger say those words of Nach Tishabav, Nach Tishabav, I had mixed emotions. Because on the one hand, I felt uplifted by the cry of the tzaddik, that I saw what it meant to be Mis'avol al Yerushalayim. And at the same time, I always felt a disconnect because for me I didn't have those same feelings. And I always had difficulty connecting to Tisha B'av when I wasn't in Woodmere, And even though I've been in Eretz Yisrael now, for close to a decade and even though I can still hear every Tish above, the echoes of that Nach Tish above, Nach Tisha but still somehow I feel totally disconnected totally disconnected from the avelus of Yerushalayim of Besamikdosh and even with all of the shmuzen that I've heard it still can be difficult to connect to I heard a marshal of a family that was sent to jail to the dungeons by the king for some misdeed that they had done, but they weren't just exiled to the dungeons for a couple of years, but they were exiled them and their family for several lifetimes. And living in the dungeon surrounded by the rats and the cockroaches and the sewage and the other inmates, people who had never fallen into a very low place. This family, who was once a normal, healthy, wonderful family, adapted it to their surroundings and they began to make a life. Whatever life one can make in the dungeon, they began to make a life for themselves. And the food that they were given to eat was of course a very meager existence and a very coarse food. But it was the food that they had and so they adapted. And living with the animals and living with the sewage and the smell, they adapted. And in time, there was Zaycha to bring children into the world who grew up in such an environment. And in time the original parents passed away and the children grew up, married other inmates who were living in the dungeon and they themselves had children and several generations went by until the king decreed that it was time for this family to be released from the dungeon. But when it came time, when the king's emissaries came to this family and said, you're welcome to reconnect with the outside world, they saw no need to leave. This is where they built their home. This is where they built their life. This is where they felt comfortable. Change is a scary thing. They didn't want to leave. Here they knew where their next meal was coming from, despite the coarseness of the food despite the stench, despite the grotesque surroundings, this was home for them and they had become accustomed to it. And even though they had an opportunity to leave and to come to something much better, in a certain way they didn't even believe that it could be better. This is what it is. This is what life is. And that's what it's like, I think, for many of us and certainly for me. We've been living in this Gullus for so long, we've become accustomed to this Gullus, to this life, that to be Miss Avala Yushalayim is so difficult. How could we be Miss Avala Yushalayim? Life is good. This is what we, This is what we know. Change is scary. You want me to connect to something that I've never seen? You want me to yearn for something that I've never experienced? This is a very difficult task. Like that family, in a certain way, obviously, in the deepest depths, of course, of course, of course, we we long for Yerushalayim. But in an obvious way, it's difficult for us to connect to, because we've been living in these surroundings for so long. I want to read to you a piece from Tikkun Ezer, Amid Beis. I'll read the translation so everyone can understand it anyone doesn't understand, you're welcome to ask. It says, "Tavoa haGeula, u'Mamele Yizakin Akol." The Geula will come and everything will be fixed. Ma'od you but Osla Eis, and what else will be fixed in that moment? Ki Haleiv Khaila. Our heart is sick. We have heart disease. Shekal Yisrael Soiv Le Mechayle Haleiv, K'Meishakase B'Medrash Yisrael Nimshulu Le Tamar. Now we're living in Golis, and we have heart disease. We've had to be so evil, so much, we've had to contain and hold so much throughout this very long and difficult and arduous Golis, that the one heart that we have for Aviyem Shabashamayim, It's no longer beating. It's not beating in a healthy way. Like that family who's living in the dungeon. It's not a healthy existence. It's diminished us. We've had to hold so much, we've become accustomed to so much, but in the process we've gotten sick. As long as that Ruach, that Ruach that's like we're told in the beginning of Bereshus, and the Zohar says, This is the Ruach of Mashiach. We're living in a chaotic world, but there is an essence of Mashiach that exists. But as long as Mashiach hasn't come, as long as we don't have that Ruach in the world, the lev is not doyfik properly. The heart cannot beat. And if the heart is not beating, so then we're all considered dead. And this is why for so many of us we have trouble feeling. The heart is not beating. There's a certain Bechina of Misa that we're living in in this Gaulis. A certain Bechina of death. It's so hard to feel. Just to have one good, healthy, normal feeling for for anything. And of course for Yishalayim. It's so hard to feel. Because that Ruach of Mashiach is not yet here. And I'm skipping down to the bottom. It says... When Mashiach will come, Miyad Toshva Ruach, Aysahar Ruach Minuk for the Pardashka, that Ruach that emanates from the higher higher places in the beginning of Kessar, which is where Mashiach gets his Ruach from. Vitirpa Isaifan Shachal Archae Alev Yadafku Karoi Vikosinusha Yihya May Esam Yisraoshad Az Ahn Saad Az Nakshavul Maes. We will be healed when Mashiach comes. We will feel alive again. It's like Kaviyach when a person gets sick and, and they've forgotten, they have a flu, nebuch, they have a three day flu. They've forgotten what it feels like to feel good. They can't swallow, they can't breathe. Even though they've been breathing their whole life, but for three days they can't breathe. I can't even remember what it's like to breathe. This is what it's like right now We can't even remember what real life feels like We've been sick for so long The heart has not beaten properly in so long That we don't even remember what it feels like to be alive And so of course we can't cry Because because of the khayla that we live with Because of this diseased heart That is held so much at this long long gallus so we've become defensive. We've become a very defensive people. To allow ourselves to cry would be a very scary thing because when we lost Beis Hamikdash, we know it says, V'asuli Mikdash Beis Hamikdash is a piece of ourselves. And so what we lost is a piece of ourselves. And when a person has an impoverished mentality... When they feel like they are not enough because they've lost something of themselves, so the natural stance is to become defensive. And so, how could we cry? The vulnerability of crying is so deep; it's, it touches a place in us that is so essential. Because of the chayla, because of the sickness, it's, it's come out impossible for us to shed a tear. We know that there are two types of tears. There's tears of pain and there's tears of joy. Where do tears come from? Tears come from an overflow of aur into Kaylee, That we all are a vessel. And we become so filled with aur, we become so filled with emotion that when the Kli cannot be makabal, the emotion anymore, it overflows and the vessel breaks and there's an outpouring of emotion. And of course in times of Simcha by a child's chasna, when a child is born, we're so overcome with emotion that our Kli cannot handle it, that the tears overflow and in a certain way we feel very broken. But of course when it's a, when it's a brokenness of Simcha it's the most exhilarating and alive feeling in the world and of course when there is so much tragedy in the world when we hear Nebuch of people being stabbed in the streets of Yerushalayim just because they are hidden when we hear of people losing loved ones when people are sick with Yanamachla and, it, and it, it it breaks us in a certain way we are overcome with emotion and that is where tears come from but there is no such thing as selectively numbing. If you numb one way, if you numb the emotions one way, then you numb the emotions the other way. Because if you can't feel one way, then you're not going to be able to feel the other way. And if we can't feel the tears, if we can't access the emotion that's inside of us, to be mis'avlal yushalayim, then we won't be able to feel the tears of joy. And this is what Chazal mean when they say, Kol Al Yerushalayim V'Raya Those that mourn for Yerushalayim, for B'Samikdosh. So they will be the ones that ultimately experience the Simcha. Because if your vessel can break now, and you can feel those tears welling up inside of you, which of course is a very hard and perhaps even impossible for some of us, I don't know if that's true but certainly difficult but if we can't experience that now if we're numb one way then we're going to be numb the other way and those who can't feel the availus now so they won't be able to feel the Simcha in the Zman of the ultimate redemption because the Simcha comes because your vessel knows how to break because you can lean into the vulnerability and you can say despite the fact that it's so difficult for me. But I know that somewhere deep inside of me there are tears. And I want so badly to feel. And I'm willing to close my eyes. And I'm willing just to be in myself for one moment. If I can access the emotion now, Then then I will also be able to be a clee that can break. And that will be able to experience the simcha of the ultimate redemption. And this is what Rav Kook says, Rav Kook says that those who are not mis'aval for Yerushalayim, they might see the Beis HaMikdash be rebuilt. But they won't be able to experience the simcha of the rebuilding of the Beis HaMikdash. They won't be zoichah v'rayah b'simchas. Because if you can't feel one way, then you can't feel the other way. Bechavra, the solution is for us to cry. That is the only solution we must experience the Avelis. And despite the fact that it's so difficult, because we're so comfortable, because we're so broken, because we're so sick, because the gullus is so heavy, we have to find that spark of Beis Hamikdosh that was not destroyed. That spark of Beis Hamikdosh that still exists within us. Because however we know that though HaKadosh Baruch Hu took out His wrath, and destroyed the Beis HaMikdosh rather than destroying us. A person should know that the Beis HaMikdosh is never truly destroyed. That that Kiddush of the Beis HaMikdosh that existed within every one of us continues to exist. And that Nekudah haPnimis, that Nekudah inside of us, that is where we have to cry from. We have to access that place within us. Lusha Slevi says that when we say Kol Amis Avilu Yerushalayim Zoyche Veroya B'Simchasa, Zoyche is from a lashon of his dachchos. Creates clarity. It purifies us. So Kol Amis Avilu Yerushalayim Zoyche. If we can, if we can access that part of us, that internal part of us, that is still based on It's still Yerushalayim. So then, Zaych, there's going to come a clarity. There's going to come a purification inside of us. That it will become obvious to us. That despite the koshi of the Golis, despite how difficult life has become for us, Even though we're so comfortable here, that's the paradox, we're so comfortable. But we're comfortable because we have to be comfortable. Not because this is be'etzim what we want. Be'etzim we want so much more. Talk to anybody today. Are you happy with your Yiddishkeit? No, I want more, I want more. We're seeing that revolution of the people that are so thirsty, they've been living in the Midbar, that their thirst is coming out and they're saying, I want more, I want to be close to the Rebbe And that's the way every one of us feels. We all feel like we want to be close to the Rabbani If we can access that Kuda inside of us, it will create that clarity and that purity. And we can become people who are... Who can live with that Simcha. Not... But right now... Doesn't say that only... In Sama but right now we will be able to experience that simcha because there'll be a clarity of purpose that exists within us. We have to become people who have to fake it in a certain way to get to that availus because it is real within us. So we have to chop off that klippah to get to the essence. Pasuk says, Shivchi kamayim libeich. We pour out our hearts like water. What does it mean, Shivchi Kamayim Libeich? Why Kamayim? Why are we pouring out our hearts like water? So I saw from Shlomo Kalbach that he says that when a person drinks salt water, it does not refresh them. It does not rejuvenate them. They could keep drinking and keep drinking and keep drinking, but all they want is more and more and more. But when a person drinks pure water Clean water, healthy water They can have one cup And they can sometimes feel refreshed And feel rejuvenated And so that's what we're saying Shifchi kamayim libaich Though we are crying bitter tears Salty tears That be'etzem Don't have the ability to rejuvenate Because they're so salty But shifchi kamayim Let these salty tears be purified Let them be water Let them refresh us we need to have a good cry. And even though that's exactly the thing that's so difficult for us, because it's, it's so difficult for us to connect to something that we've never seen, that we've never experienced, that we've only heard about. And because we've been living in this Gullus, and we've become so sick from this Gullus, and we've become defensive, and we're afraid of the vulnerability. But that's what we need more than anything in the world, is a good cry. A refreshing cry. Sometimes after a good cry, you see a person just feel so much better. They feel so light. Shifchi <speaking in Hebrew> libech. That their heart is just, ah, it's free. The Medjush tells us that when we were leaving Besamekdash, when we were being exiled, the Romans tied our hands behind our backs. Why? The Mejr says, so we wouldn't be able to wipe away our tears. Because when a Yid has the capability of wiping away his tears, he says, okay, I had a good cry. Now Now I need to move on. I need to start to rebuild. And the Romans knew this. And they said, we don't want to give a Yid the opportunity to rebuild. We don't want to give a Yid the capability of being hopeful about the future. So let those tears remain salty on our face. But Hevra, we need to be able to have that, that cleansing cry. That Avelos cry of Kalamas Aval al Yushalayim. That's what we need more than anything in the world. And when we have that cry, when our eyes are free of those salt water tears and they've become purified tears and we've wiped them away, then, then our eyes will be returned to us. Then we will be to return. So we have to have that cry, we have to clean. our eyes are so filled with tears that we can't see. We can't see and we complain, we complain about it and it's, it's normal that we complain about it. We complain about it I can't see. I can't see. What do you want me to see here? I don't see anything. Of course we don't see. We don't see because our eyes are so clouded with those broken tears, those salty tears, that we've become blinded. So, we need to have our eyes returned to us. And then we'll be to to the ultimate redemption in Herob